What's up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Talk of the Shore. My name is Raymond Wardlow. And I'm Langston Frazier. Yo, we're back another week, another episode. What's, What's up, up, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. How, how was your uh, your vacation? Vacation? Well, well, I went on vacation, but, you know, your business, business, your business trip to Florida. It was, it was very, it was very, it was very nice. How many masks did you see? Uh, Not a lot. It was like, I went to I went to Texas uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago. wasn't a lot of masks there either. So. Yeah, it, it was very it was very low you know low key. People some people were wearing the masks and some businesses are like oh wear them. Some people are like don't wear them. Yeah. The chorus um, that we were at mm-hmm. um, was saying you know we encourage all the student athletes to wear masks and then some of us are like vaccinated, some of them are not. And then I'm like if we all got like COVID tested just to get into the site. Uh, why are we wearing masks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you stay, I'll, you stay at the course. Yeah, like, we did. We did stay right off, right off the golf course, about maybe four minutes away. Okay. Um, we'll jump into that with yeah. our guest. Yeah, we get, we get in. We'll get into it. We get, our get guests. into the game of golf later. But uh, as always, if you didn't check out last week's episode uh, with Derek Jarman, who was a let me get his right a program manager for Worcester County Recreation, please go and check that out. And as always, start the show off, HBCU Fact of the Day. What's up, Langston? You Yo, got I got a fact of the day for the good people. Here's the fact of the day. All right. What is the longest college football game ever played? Longest college football or like just HBCU? Just HBCUs, just, just HBCUs. Or is it just or college football? Well, yeah, I, I really don't, I'm not sure. LSU and Texas A&M played like a six, seven overtime game a couple years ago. So What if yeah. I could beat you with eight? Eight. Eight. Who played? Who played? Nineteen ninety-eight. Bethune Cookman Wildcats and uh, uh, defeated Virginia State Trojans sixty-three to fifty-seven in eight overtimes. Both schools are HBCUs. That's my fact of the day. Oh wow! Eight overtimes. And Were you, you want to know something else that's like super super long Time. that just popped up in the news the other day? What? Twenty-three innings of a college baseball oh, yeah. game. <laughs> Shout out to our, our boy, Will DeBoer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the broadcast booth for 23 innings. Like, why is that even It was acceptable? a doubleheader, too. Exactly. That was the first too. game, so they still had to play another nine-inning game after that. That's pitiful. That's bad. 23 innings. That's, that's yeah, bad. But, yeah, I couldn't do it. But did you hear me? Did you, are you Were you born in 98? I was born in 97. Oh, okay. oh wow. Okay, so you were in diapers in 98. Yes. <laughs> You were you were alive, but I was you didn't know what was well. going on. I can remember 1998 a little bit. I was going to school by then. So now we'll introduce our guest uh, sitting to my right. Uh, we talked about golf, and we have like a golf lifer here. So I'm going to take this paper to make sure I get all of his uh, titles correct because this may take a while, people. <clears throat> we have uh, Billy Dillon, comma, PGA. For you people out there, Google that if you don't know what it means. He's the director and associate professor for the uh, UMES PGA Golf Management Program and the head coach of the men's and women's golf team here at Maryland Eastern Shore. What's up, Billy? How you doing? Hey, how are you? It's a three-headed monster right here. I know, man. That, that's <laughs> like, how, how do you fit that onto a business no, card? I was I like, let me make it. sure I get everything right. So on the business card, is it just Billy Dillon, PGA? That's it? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 There you go. He's got and some other things. You see, don't get an email from the guys. Comma. Yeah. Comma. The signature comma. takes like six lines up. Exactly. It's all important, though. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All for important. sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Depending on who you send the email to. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Right. I learned that really quick. 
you know, put the letters when when you need to. So, uh, as we start off every show, Billy, uh, where are you originally from? Well, I grew up on Ken Island. Ken Island. So I'm an Eastern Shore uh, uh, local. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you had to explain Ken Island in just three words. Today or back then? However you feel. Well, I'm a 1979 to 85 Ken Island guy. And it was uh, <laughs> back in those days. Uh, to call anywhere on the island, all you had to do was dodge the last four digits of the phone number because <laughs> everybody was a 643 number. Oh, wow. Now you got to dial with area code to get your next door neighbor. Wow. I Jeez. hadn't figured it out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the population really, really grew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we used to see bumper stickers on cars that says there's no life west of the Chesapeake Bay. Well, now they said there's no life west of Canton Arrows because <laughs> Kent, Kent Island might as well be a suburb of Annapolis now. Right. It, it kind of, it's funny when I get to Ken Island, I feel like, oh, I'm I'm almost in Annapolis now. I really don't even think about it still being kind of like the Eastern yeah, Shore. Even it though it's, yeah, yeah, you get across the Kenton areas, you're like, oh, okay, might as well be in Annapolis. Right. But yeah, my brother still lives in Graysonville, and his kids go to Ken Island High School, which did not exist when I was there. <laughs> I went to Queen Anne's County High School. Okay. Good half hour drive every day, Oof. up and back. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. So. Okay, so we'll say the Ken Island that you grew up in. Three, Three words, words about that one. Oh, uh, fun, crabbing all summer, fishing. <laughs> I mean, any, anything a kid could want. It was a great, great place to grow up. Great time to grow up there. Little League Baseball, uh, it, was, it was fantastic. The best thing my parents ever did for, for me and my brothers was move us out of Montgomery County. And move us to Ken Island. Wow. I'm serious. Really. That's a bold statement. <laughs> really. Well, we I were mean, in Olney, and uh, yeah, my dad, 79 year old, he said, We're out of here. Where are we going? Montgomery County. Have you been back to Montgomery County a lot? Like, visiting know. our Shady Grove campus, yeah. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Because we did well, have you know, another program you know over did. there. You said what? did. What do you do? You use some dashes. Oh yeah, you have dashes, to. little sprinkle. You, you have to because I mean, I mean, because he started off by saying Ken Island now or then. So it's, you know, you almost could just say Ken Island now versus Ken Island mm-hmm. then. He had the fun. Now it's, you know, kind of a suburb, <laughs> for lack of a better. I'm term. not sure I'd live there now. You don't think so? I don't think so. Why not? Has well, it, too, it's, it's, it's gotten too big, too commercialized. Too. Right. I mean, I mean, back in those days, the only thing was there was the Hardee's and the Pizza Hut and. You know, everybody was local. They all had their local business. It was all the mom and pop shops. And when you, you knew everybody, when you walked in the door, they knew who you were. It was one of those kind of right. places. And, uh, yeah, certainly by 1990, it was over. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Ken Island, in a nutshell. In a mm-hmm. nutshell. Uh, so we always start off by, you know, we know you have a job where you have a lot of different titles or <laughs> a lot of different titles with one, with one job. So, um What's some things about you that, you know, kind of outside of yourself, outside of your job that you like to do that, are, you know, some fun facts about you? Well, living in South Carolina for as long as I did, I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> you know, sit back and drink beer by the fire and just oh. chit chat and tell stories. And, you know, the older we get, the less we do. And <laughs> <laughs> all you got le- at the end of the day, all you got left is experience. Right. Yeah. What, so, what part of South Carolina again? Columbia. Columbia. Columbia, yeah. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long were you down there? About 20 years. 20 years. So mm-hmm. yeah, so he, you, you know man, about that. That's where the South. kids were born. Yeah, yeah. met my wife, you know, yeah. the old starting the family deal, and then yeah. came back, yeah, moved back up here when this position opened. Got yeah. you. 
Yeah, my uh, my older brother lives in Columbia now. He just he oh, really? just got up there. Uh, he's like Northeast Columbia. Okay. So uh, kind of going towards Fort Jackson a little mm-hmm. bit. Not the so, Lightwood uh, area. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he so he's he's teaching down there. He just got to Columbia. He he enjoys it. So, I mean, so you're down there for 20 years. So mm-hmm. uh, Greenwood. You I know Greenwood you well. Know Greenwood. Great city, great place. My nephew you went to Lander. Greenwood. Oh, your nephew went to Lander? He oh, sure yeah, did. so he knows Greenwood very well. Oh, yeah, Greenwood's a great place. I want, I mean. Greenwood Country Club, fantastic facility. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now you got friends. Great. Fantastic. No, our, our um, my, so I went to Emerald High School in Greenwood. You went to, you went to Emerald. No, oh, not Emerald. 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 Not Emerald. I Emerald. thought you said Emerald. I was like, <laughs> No, what? not Emerald. Okay. Not Emerald, uh, but Emerald uh, in Greenwood. And, um. Our golf team, they played their home matches at the right. country club there. So tennis played there. So, and when I uh, when I was running track and um, we would do like the long runs off campus, we would always run through the country. You club. must know Tony Rice. Uh, I know the name. I quarterback I'm, I'm for Notre Dame back when he won the national last national championship. He's from Greenwood. Yes. I bet your families know each other. Yeah, I, that's that's probably that's for case. sure. I know. I'm see. It's I always say I'm better with faces than names because I've I was actually out of town one time and I just saw a guy I was like hey he's from Greenwood I know he is but I didn't know his name and then I kind of just I just went up and said hey I, you're from Greenwood he was like yeah so yeah. he kind of started talking so for sure yeah I either know his face or his families know each other for sure but yeah Greenwood Country Club Greenwood Lake great Greenwood. fishing just like good wholesome American town that's what we'll call it <laughs> That's what we would call One it. One of the I few mean, lakes down that doesn't have alligators in it. Yeah, that's 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 true. what's good about it. That's a little true. upstate. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it's like I, always, I tell people, like, South Carolina's a weird state sometimes because if you're down the Charleston area mm-hmm. versus upstate, Greenwood, Greenville, you almost feel like you're in two different states. But it's like— That's the beauty of it. That's, and that's the beauty of it because one side is more beach, and then up where we're at, we're kind of going more towards the mountains, so— Kind of the Piedmont, as they the call Piedmont. it. Piedmont, yes. Just like Maryland, we got a little bit of everything. That's correct. Beach, that is very mountains. similar. Yep, that is true. Yeah, Maryland. you can be mountains to the beach in a matter of hours. Right, that's right. Right. So, um, but so uh, so when you were like, what I guess made you exactly say, "Hey, I'm leaving South Carolina, been there 20 years, and coming back up." Was it just a position, or was it like, "Hey, I want to get my"? It was the position. It was just position. Chasing the position. I mean, you know, there's only 18 schools that do this. Right. So it's not like these opportunities open every day. Mm-hmm. So when they do, you better jump on it. Right. And, and, and you're lucky people, if you get one. I mean, there's a think about it. There are 18 people on the planet that do what I do. Right. And 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 tell the people it's like if they do. don't know, we all know what it is. But if they don't know what a PGM program is, tell them in a nutshell what is a PGM program and what does it do. Okay, the reason it was designed way back in 1975 at Ferris State University was the first one. Uh, It gives uh, folks that go to college an opportunity to get a degree and their PGA membership all at the same time. So what does that mean? Well, I want to work in the golf industry. Is the college degree important or is the PGA membership important? Well, they're both important. So let's roll them together and let you get both of them at the same time. And as Langston's going to know in the next couple months, probably next 30 days, probably he'll be a PGA member himself. Think about that. Facts. I'm so ready. Uh, I can see I'm it. I'm so like ready. <laughs> so our relationship is going to change. We're no longer going to be teacher-student. We're going to be member-member. So we're right. going to go from here to here. Where's Friday at 2 o'clock? <laughs> Friday at 2 o'clock. You can say anything to me face you want to say. <laughs> 
and it's totally different. He's ready for it. Yeah. He's ready we no longer it. have the authoritarian relationship. I, I, I gotta peers. I gotta get my I gotta get my black card first. And then then, then we realize that we even he still got paperwork to put in. Yeah, I got exactly. you. The PGM membership. So um and then also, so there's only 18 of these 18, programs. Yeah, and 18 of these is, programs are at different universities across the country. Right. right. And this is the only at an HBCU. That's correct? correct. And so other than here, what was the closest one uh, to us? Penn State or NC State. You know, okay. Driving-wise, they're about the same. About right. five hours either way, I think. Yes. And, and why do you think there's only 18? Why do you, do you think we ever get to 19, 20? Do you think other schools would take a chance? Oh, there's other schools that would love to have it, but right. the, the demand's not there. Okay. Across the country. Got you. And so what you think the demand is yeah. not there as far as the actual academic program or the jobs That's that are wanting saying. to be filled in the Gulf? No, industry? there's plenty of jobs to be filled. Exactly. Right. It's oh yeah, there's you can't get enough. There's a there's a huge supply and demand problem right now wow. within our industry. And the, the, the supply is very low and the demand is very high. Yeah. Which tells us salary should be going up. Yes, but they, they tend to be stagnant at the lower end at, at the entry level position. They tend to be stagnant, and that tends to be uh, the kicker. So but what we're finding is, I mean, is our great. graduates that are out there, you know, after three years, that they, they'll they call you. That's when they start making the money. Yeah? Yeah. You, you got to put a couple years in, and then you're really good to go. Yeah. It's like anything else. You put five years in, you're fine. Right. And that's and that's what I, I, I told my, uh, my little cousin. She's getting ready to go to college, and I told her she would just do a major you like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as you're doing something you love, the money will come. Right. Just— yeah, don't chase the money. Don't chase the Just, money. I, I tell them all don't the time. I tell them all the time. Let your career evolve, because it's going to go places that you never thought of, and especially at their age, think about what they're going to be doing in 10, 20 years. Probably hasn't even been invented yet. That's true. That's true. Because I mean, I think about me working sports information. If you take twenty years ago, and somebody twenty years ago would not have thought they were like scoring a game, having to live tweet and. People worrying about Instagram posts and stuff like that. So any job that you have is just always going to evolve. So, right. and I remember the first, like the first time I actually went to when I went down to Minority a few years ago, and I actually got to see like the inner workings of like the PGA. Uh, I guess you could say, and I was like, man, it is, when you said it's a lot, it is a lot of jobs. Like it's just, it Bonus. takes a lot to like actually make the golf course and the industry of golf to really work. So. That's a good thing it's for an our 80, students. It's an eighty-six billion dollar industry yeah. a year in this country. Yeah, people, and to put that in perspective, this is what really gets people. Mm -hmm. You can take up what uh, the N NBA, mm -hmm. NFL, Major League Baseball, and uh, hockey, NHL. Put all four together, they don't generate eighty-six billion dollars a year. Wow! Play golf, people. <laughs> Your first billion-dollar athlete's a golfer. Come oh, on, yeah, for sure. Where's I, the money? I didn't know that. Let's I didn't go. Know that. And tee it up. You have to. I y'all well, Billy doesn't need to see me. He's gonna get frustrated if he see me playing golf. Nah. I've been watching Langston for four. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> my golf game has I'm talking about him wearing diapers in ninety seven. He still wears them every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. You get you still can get a hold of one every now and then though. I can get a hold of one every now and then. He's come a long way. Yeah. I don't hit it. He's too come far. a long, long way in four years. Coach, I give it I'm, to him. I'm just trying to look, I need to be able I'm trying to get to where I know. When I'm aiming, I'm actually aiming where the ball is going to go. And I keep hearing the close the club face. I, I keep hearing that one, but the ball Close it to what? It just depends. Close See, that's what— Close it to the target line. Well, do you need to close it to the target line? 
I don't, Maybe you have a target line and you're aiming right and you need to close it. See, nobody has even talked to me about a target line. Of course. See, Come on, Langston. Get him out there and talk to him. <laughs> I didn't know. So it's kind of, is that a foot? Is that, It's a lot of physics. That's a it's, lot of, it's it depends. Lot of like well, then, see, now you're getting into, into, um, kinesiology and physical therapy stuff. I mean, how does your, you know, how do you just stand and yeah, right. you know, we'll four see, different yeah, that, people just automatically think that the aiming line is your, is your, your, your foot line. No, I say you got body lines, it's your foot line, your knees, your hips, it's your shoulders. Like I think it's more important to be your shoulders than it is anything else. Oh, totally. That's my opinion. I would agree. Got you. And I could see that, you know, because when the follow through. Typically where the shoulders are aiming, that's where the ball's typically right. going. Right. Typically. See, I'm getting ready, guys. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna be all right. Last time I played, I had a couple good shots. Emphasis on a couple. So <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on a couple. But oh, hey, see, here's what's going. We're coming. I'm gonna leave Friday, and you'll have your sport bag. You'll have golf bag. You can hang out with Billy. There you go. Get your right. golf game right. You go on a couple trips. Get your golf game right. Then boom. we can go over to College Park and go see him. Oh, for or sure. Or you can come see me. Either for sure. Pick your either, favorite. Either way, I got it. I mean. I think it was, like, the first time I went out there and I saw, like, guys in their 60s and 70s still playing. And I was like, yeah, this is, you know, you keep doing it. Because you got to strike the fire because. Cradle to grave. Yeah. People, it's the only game I know if you can do it. Yeah, because. yeah, Maybe bowling. Really? Maybe, bowling? Maybe. Yeah, you probably can. Maybe. You, you can, can bowl, bowl for a while. You can bowl for a while. <laughs> I don't like, know. I mean, if, I mean, because, you know, the ball, you can, you know, get a. Well, right here, you can still do duck pins. Yeah. That's you fire that thing like a softball. Right. <laughs> is that, that's what I'm saying Like you know I may bowl with a 15, 16 pound ball I just you know Go down to 12 When you get a little older you know? Yeah That happens Do you bowl? I don't Do you bowl Billy? Yes I'm good I'm like halfway decent I'll go once or I twice a year bowl. I really enjoy it I think it's yeah, fun I, I mean, I'm no good at it But I'm, it's, I like it I like bowling I, I mean My I, body just hurts After I bowl at this point I've, No I um, When I figured out How to make it Like spin on the lane that's oh. when I. That's when I kind of was. You trying like, to be fancy with it? Ah. No, I. This is gonna. I sound. I look weird out there. So to be able to do it with, like, get the spin. I'm a two hand bowler now. Because you know most people bowl with one hand. I'm a weird guy. I bowl with two, but it helps me with the control to be able to get the spin. Same way with golf. I've bowled a two twenty four before. Same I'm way with golf. I've, I've bowled a two twenty four. That's solid. Now. Next game was like a 109. But <laughs> I was in games. I know I was tonight. I I was just I was in a rhythm that time. And then after that it was kind of going back. But I guess now now that I figured that out, I'm, my goal when I bowl is do not get under a hundred. Because that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. A little bit. Well, no, because if you never bowl, then it's it's okay. Well, that's different. You gotta compare it to people who've never bowled and people who have bowled before. Yeah. Ah. I was in a, I mean, I was in a league like a couple years ago, but my handicap was real high. So they would throw me in there in the games we really needed because we'd get extra points because my handicap was high. Sandbagger. <laughs> Rolling two twenty fours and he's yeah. He's got a handicap. <sighs> <That's trick. laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Because I mean, that now that tw- that two twenty four, I don't know where it came from. That was the man above that was working through me that day. Cause it was not it was an out of body experience. Bet haven't happened again. I need I need to have some out of I need to have some out of body experiences on a golf course. Yeah, you do. It happens. Although I did the last time I played, I got two bogeys, like legit bogeys on par fours. I had never every par four I 
the best I'd ever done was like a double bogey. That's what I love to huh? hear. That's so what gets people coming back. The, the best I'd ever done on par fours before. You like, need to stick with bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like double, like a double or like a triple. And then I don't know what I mean. Good tee shots, and then I was able to get on the. I was able to get on the green by the fourth shot and just two put it. I was, I was, look, I was excited. I was yelling. The people behind me was like, what's wrong with him? Don't worry about it. <laughs> this was, it was a moment for me. And then, you know, went on a part three and got like a six. I'm not That's good. That's bad. With, I'm not good with the irons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not, I, I'm not good with the irons. I'm not, I'm not bad on the green and off the tee. Hey, it's all about short game. I know. It's Everybody says short, short game. Get your wedges and your putting and you take some people's money. I know. I know. Go take Tom's money. You just show up to the golf course. He can he can actually play yeah, a little exactly. bit. He can play a little bit. I mean, it's like I don't know. It's like he almost is swinging a baseball bat. It looks like he's swinging a baseball bat, but it's not a baseball <laughs> yeah, swing. It's, it's golf club. But it's it's just like a fluid motion. And there he is. How was your short game last week, Mike? Let me tell you about my short game last week. So let me let me spill the tea on what where I was last week, why we didn't have an episode. Okay. So I was I was traveling down to um, Jacksonville, Florida, Point Verde Beach is what it's called, Pana. to go to TPC Sawgrass for the 34th PGA Works Collegiate Golf Championship. That is an absolute mouthful. Um, I was down there to do student media for kind of UMS and, and write some stuff for Golf Digest, um, and. You know, obviously working and taking, you know, you know, pictures and social media and all that stuff. I get called hotel room, 10 o'clock at night. You need to come downstairs. We got a problem. This is Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis works for the PGA. He's one of our alums. He just happened to run the, the kind of the rules officials, the tournament rules side of the event. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Come downstairs. So I come downstairs, 10 o'clock at night, and roll in the, roll in the registration area. I'm like, hi, Joe. What's up? Thanks. First time I've seen you, and I've been here three days. So, Roland, he's like, yeah, did you hit any shots on 17? Um, 17, if you don't know, it's a world-famous par three. It's 137 uh, yards long, all kind of enclosed in water. So it's like green water tee box. And it's probably one of the coolest par threes you've ever been on if you've ever played in your life. It's just cool. Um, have you ever played on the golf course? Um, did you hit any golf shots on 17? I'm like, no. And I'm like, we have cameras all up and down 17. We got facial recognition. The tournament director is sitting right next. So I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. I'm about to get kicked out of sawgrass. What did I do? I had a coach's badge on, obviously, because mm-hmm. I was there for like media and I just got lucky. I got a coach's badge. So he's like, yeah, man, a couple of people dropped out the COVID. Do you want to play? And I'm like, yeah. Sure, I want to play, but then, like, the second thing I ran through my mind, I was like, I don't have golf clubs. I didn't travel down oh, here with my golf clubs. We know how you are about your golf clubs. I am. You I'm very particular. Like, I typically lug them along with me, and I didn't bring up the one time I could have brought them. And one of our student athletes was like, hey, bring your clubs. You never might know. And Joe Ellis was telling me three, four weeks, you might want to bring your clubs. I don't know. Bring clubs. I didn't bring my clubs because it wasn't about me. It so wasn't two my different week. people told you to bring But them. it wasn't my week. Them? I was dead set. I registered for the event. I didn't get picked. I was like, I'm not in the field. There's no way I'm playing. Not happening. 
And then, you know, boom, here you go. Joe Ellis and, and Scooter Clark worked something together. Nick Hireman worked something together. And next thing you know, I was in the field. I was like, oh, shit. Pardon my French. But that's what I said. I was like, I'm playing in the field. I'll have the clubs. So my homeboy, Shane Miller, shout out to Shane. He works at TPC Sawgrass. He's a tournament director. Um, we happened to be interns together at the Broadmoor three or four years ago. Something like that. Give or take. So he called me. He was like, you're good. We got your golf clubs. What do you need? I was like, I need a left handy set or a regular flex. Next a thing, regular what? Regular flex. So what flex the golf club is kind of how stiff it is and whatnot. So it kind of fits my specs of what I have. Um, so the the team kind of came together and found me a set and PGA Works paid for my clubs and all that for the rental set and all that stuff. Um, had no golf balls, no gloves. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're booking it to Walmart at like 10 o'clock at night, get golf balls and stuff because I wasn't expecting to play. Um, show up on the tee box next morning, the bag is sitting there, it's all ready to go. It's like, hey, don't worry about anything, let me know. I was like, cool. So um, that day that, that they say, oh, were you on 17, was a practice round for TPC Sawgrass where they play the players' championship every year. It used to be in May, now it's in March. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to, Technically, it would be this weekend. If it was two years ago, players would be this weekend. Right. Um, now it's in March. Um, so didn't get to play a practice round, walk the golf course and hit any shots. Played the opposite course, um, which is uh, Dyes Valley, uh, which is the other uh, golf course on property. Played that practice round. Okay, cool. Um, and then kind of teed it up. And next thing you know, Monday I was teeing it up in a field of 180. It's the last person in the field to teed up didn't play too hot but had a blast me and billy were sitting there talking um um just talking on property it's like hey just just go play you're graduating in a week you have no like pressure you're like just go have fun i had a blast okay as long as you have fun i had had a blast i made a i made a let me tell you about my 17th hole the first day the one with the the one with the water the one the famous water that everybody just dunks it into so it's 137 yards um, just the first day, Monday. So they put just a normal tee box out there um, for us, and it's like 130 yards. I'm like, okay, eight iron, you know, maybe a strong nine. So I hit this shot, cross the water. Wind's kind of blowing a little bit out of the uh, right-hand side, so it's cross-green, left to right wind. Literally land this thing on the edge. So if you see this gap here, it's like this – about that thick from the wood to the grass. I landed in that little circle and the ball was literally sitting there on the green. My foot was half on the wood on the bulk, I guess is what it's called, mm-hmm. putting on the putting green. Walked that way with uh with the uh, with Bowie. Billy says I should have chipped the ball and just used a wedge, but his his Where his ball ended up, yeah. nobody's ball ends up. He had about a six inch window from 138 yards where that thing could have stopped. It was stopped. insane. It should have been wet, and the and the camera guys were because they they had camera crews obviously because it's yeah. every it's the whole everybody wants to play right. so they had the camera crews out there like filming and recording in case anything happened they put the highlights on on TV mm-hmm. um, and they had camera people out there just taking pictures and whatnot and they turned to Billy and I didn't hear this until after the round was over it's like yeah we've been here twenty something years and we've never seen anybody land right Stop there the ball and right there. land yeah. the way. And finished the way he did. Because I was out of the green watching. I was watching the approach yeah. shot from the green. So I saw the whole, it was really coming right at me. Saw the whole thing. Insane. I yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then I told him to chip and he didn't chip it. See? 
But his rule, his rule been freshman year, if you can putt it, putt it. And that's what I go with. Not when you got an inch drop from the rough to the green. Uh, but Come on, man. I did kind of mishit that first putt. Could have been a little closer. But it's all good. I mean, I mean, Bogey, I'm happy there. Don't talk about second day. Second day, third, our, our final round. We did. T- I was trying to put his mind at ease. I had to tell him, go have fun. There's no expectations on you. People mm-hmm. aren't expecting anything. They don't even know you're playing. Right. But I was very scared for him. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> but you're talking a, one of the time. hardest golf courses on the planet. Yeah, yeah no, it's, no, the, it's, it's, the it's, like rate, it's the 10th hardest golf course on the PGA Tour out of all the golf courses they play in a year. So is this the, course is like— Where's the Masters at on that list? That's very high. That's Isn't like— I think Masters is or Augusta is one or well, two. Augusta, yeah. That's ten, maybe nine. So it's right about the same level. Were those the fastest greens you've ever played on? Oh, the, straight By glass. far. Yeah. Straight glass. Had a wonderful no time. Of great hope, though. but it's not great hope. The the staff was so nice. And then uh Wednesday during the final round, there was a rumor going around that they were gonna put all the Sunday pin placements for the players. For the PGA works, and you walk out on 17, and then it's sitting on 17 is the front right edge with the slope feeding down into the hole. So, like, you either have to go for it and like stop it and stick it, or land it on top ledge and let it roll down. And I don't think it was like one or two birdies that day, but yeah, that Sunday pins for, for Wednesday. I had a wonderful time. The staff was so nice, uh, hospitality was great. Met a couple of our student athletes' parents and went over to their house and had a cookout and yeah. saw a whole bunch of colleagues and whatnot. Yeah. Great trip. That sounded like a, sound like a good time. Yeah, sounded man. Good time. You was, so, you well, know. the PGA took care of them. Yeah. yeah. Paid no, for was, four nights of the hotel, paid all of I mean, yeah. uh, fed them three meals a day for five days. It was, uh, oh, yeah, I was making that like it a was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we all, all the, uh, all the participants got book bags with PGA Works and a big kind of Yeti in it. So the PGA Works and a scorecard book with you know you flip open, you got the green. So I have all I can show you. I'll show you later. I got all the pin positions for, 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 for Sunday at the at the players basically what to put in our book. Uh, Yeah, it's probably one of the best golf tournaments I've ever played in my life. That's what's up. I I, I'll ask this for you too, for both of you. What's a you know some of the better courses, I guess. You know, to for someone just learning to kind of get out and play around here. Around here, yeah. I think Hogneck is a fantastic facility. For you know, that. I have ridden by Hogneck so many times, and I have never stopped in to play it. Where is it? Where is it? It's on Route 50 there in Easton. Oh, but they've got a nine-hole okay. executive That's... course, which is really for beginners. Wow. I think you can ride it or walk it. I think it's just a one one green fee. You pay the green fee. You can play as many holes as you want in the day, I think. It used to it was that way when I was a kid anyway. Right. I don't know what they do now. And that's in Easton? Yeah. yeah. But the championship eighteen that they have is really, really good too. Was one at one time it was a top seventy five public course in the country. Wow. Back in the early eighties. And that's I've driven through like I could, I've never like mm-hmm. thought to like, hey, go play over there. Cause I mean I guess it's it's kinda like it's what about fifty minutes? I mean, I've been living in Salisbury, so fifty minutes to an hour away. Right. So yeah, and, yeah, from Salisbury, yeah. it's about an hour. It's yeah. worth it. And, so, and I've been up to uh, Seaford and played, so it's not much. It wouldn't okay. be much different than yeah. right. driving there. So I'll, I'll say, so if that you go one, play it, go play it. I haven't played it yet. Okay, I'm, surprising. I don't know why. I, I mean, I've done what else I've done. I can't even remember the name of the one in Seaford I played, but that one, obviously, Great Hope Nutters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the Elks mm-hmm. uh, over there. I feel like there's maybe another one I did. But, you know, um, 
So I well in um Ocean City, golf right, club, Ocean City we, golf yeah, club, right. where we have our tournament at. So right. I mean I've I've went to. But if you're saying few, for beginners, yeah, for like I mean I, Hogneck, I think Hogneck yeah. is the way to go because right. because they got that nine hole executive and it's it's and, a really good so way. To, it's a really good. It's not a whole lot of water on it. A little bit of hills. Yeah, you learn you know you learn a lot. But it doesn't beat you up. So, so let's get let's get into gotcha. this topic. If you're talking about beginner golfers, um, and kind of getting people into the game, what do you? What's your thoughts on Top Golf? On Top Golf? Top Golf. Yeah. I think for beginners, I think Top Golf is great. It's uh, it's it's very it's interactive. It's fun. It it it, it breaks all the barriers right to the game that you know it, you, people don't need to go buy clubs. They have clubs for you. They got balls for you. You don't have to go chase it. You don't have to go find it. You hit it. You don't care where it goes. You know, and you get a little drunk while you're doing it. <laughs> I love Top Golf. You need to put one down here in Ocean City. They put one down here in Ocean City. It is over. Now, they for somebody that plays a lot, you know, like I do, yeah. I you know, I, I hit eight shots and I'm done. Right. Yeah, I, I get a little. Yeah, too I, I don't find it great for me, but for beginners, I think it's I think it's really really good. I think it's a lot of fun. But if you're if you're like a team bonding trip for like the golf teams, oh, yeah, that'd baseball, be great. Basketball, Absolutely. it's yeah. great. Yeah. Take them there. You know, go yeah. experience. You know what it is to play golf. You can put basketball on late at night and they're open to like two three in the morning oh oh yeah they got the tvs the they food the beer. Yeah, they got the, the winter they got the heaters on and you turn the heaters on you yeah. stay out there all day yeah i've been I've, I've never been in the winter i've only been like spring summertime so i mean i've told you know top golf i because i'm trying to get better when i'm there with people it's, it's like loud and i'm trying to focus and so I, I feel like every time i go i, I never get better out of it I never get better at top golf. Yeah, I get better at like a driving range or like actually playing. So, but I mean, top golf is it's fun. Like, and it it does give you a chance to just get out there and try to, you know, just whack it and have fun. Right. I think it's a good way to introduce people that have never played before. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say that for sure. Though, yeah, interesting. No interesting. All right, but, so but, but go ahead, go ahead. So, you, I was going to ask them the the question of the. You know, yeah. season. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we before we get to that, before we get well, before, to that, before that, go ahead. Talk talk about the kind of the evolution of this PGM program. Gotcha. Um, I think that's super important for people to know. And then talk about kind of your experience um, being a director of a PGM program. You know, being a PGA professional on the other hand, and then becoming a college golf coach um, for a Division One school that you know a lot of people, you know kind of know for having golf and kind of different aspects of it, mm -hmm. but it's now kind of rebirthed itself and kind of, you know, reestablished itself. Oh, I certainly was not prepared to be a collegiate golf coach. I can tell you that. I like it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy being out there with the students and uh, watching them go through the process of getting better. Um, yeah, I still got a long way to go. I'm still learning all the NCAA rules, the ins and outs, and uh, thank goodness Dr. Drummond's there to help and <laughs> some of the other coaches with some of the other issues that I've run into, things that I never thought that I would run into, which we won't get into. Yeah. But uh, um, So you were asking about the evolution of the program? Yeah, talk about the evolution of the program because you, you've been here from the start. Mm -hmm. um, we were founded in 08, graduated first class in, I think, December of 12. 12, that's correct. Right. Um, and so we've been doing this 13 14 years. 14 yeah, years. 14 years. Here yeah. for closing up six of them. So talk about kind of like beginning to now, what well, improvements The, the, the very see? beginning was really strange because they, <laughs> the, the, the PGA at the time had a rule where the director had to be on campus for one full year before students got here, making sure everything was in place and and <laughs> that all the facilities <laughs> were ready to go and, 
you know, so they're paying me for a whole year. And they're, you know, they're sitting there going, well, what are we getting at? We're going to bring people in like this. Well, we, yeah. Uh, so the first cohort ended up being 20, hmm. which was a good, we actually had 13 in the fall and we had in, in that December, January, we brought in seven more. Hmm. So the first cohort was pretty good. The second cohort was only nine. So it's really been up and down as far right. as students coming in. The third cohort was 21. It's still the biggest cohort we ever had at one time right. come in all together. Um, yeah. But like you say, we've been graduating since 12 and. I think it's uh, I think it's been a slow go. There's uh, you know, I mean, you and me, we've we've got a couple things that hold us. But you know, for golf, I don't think ge- ge- you know, geographically we're in the greatest location. Um, and to be honest with you, I get the the whole reason the program is here is the PGA of America back in about 05 realized, you know what, with the way the country's going, they, they, they were ahead of their time, I think, in their thinking, saying we really should probably put this program at an HBCU mm-hmm. and kind of let's see what happens, I think. And you know, I'm not sure how they feel about it. I haven't heard anything from anybody from the PGA in 14 years about how they feel about how we're doing. Um, I guess that's all I can tell thing. you is we've graduated, as of this Friday, we've graduated 63 three to 65 total graduates and we're at about pushing right at third with Langston's right at 30 has been a minority to, for the golf business, right. you know, African-American or uh, Korean. Cool. Well, I get number 65. Great. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's up. Uh, I mean, that's kind of just where we are currently. And mm-hmm. I think it's only going to get better, but I think it's, it's going to get real close to in a hurry where, the total number of African-American members in the PGA of America is only at 165, I think. It's right around there. And we're going to be hitting 50 in no time. It's going to be a couple more semesters. We'll be at, you know, so we're going to be a very big chunk of, of, right. of what's PGA going on there, yeah. you know, producing it. And right. so do you say, well, is that a victory? Is that what the PGA was looking for when they put the program? I don't know. Nobody's ever talked to me about it. Um, All we're doing is we just... You know, we re- recruit, retain, and graduate, and that's that's kind of my motto, and that's what I tell Doctor Prosser. If we just keep doing those three things, you'd be all right. Everything's good. Yeah, good, you'd be all right. And so, uh, for someone like maybe interested in the program outside of obviously playing golf and learning mm-hmm. about the golf industry, what other things do they learn in the program as they matriculate to um, graduate? Jeez, you want to you want to touch on that? Yeah, there, there, <laughs> there's a as lot well as I can. Um, there is kind of like. There, there's kind of a golf car thing. For, for the record, you will never, and I put $100 on it, hear Billy Dillon say golf carts out of his mouth one time. You might hear it one time during the semester, the first week he talks about it. Unless, other than that, it's a golf car. It is a golf car. Golf you car? Golf car. Every golf course on the planet says golf cart, and all their signs say golf cart, golf cart washing, golf cart parking. Yeah, they all say it, but the PGA says golf car. It's a golf car. You know, you told me this when, like, uh, pro pro golfers don't play with shorts. Well, Well, that has now changed. It's changed only for the PGA of America events. Yes, Ah. PGA Tour events, the Masters. This week or next week, it's they can wear shorts in a practice round, but they can't like. Competition like, rounds. Right. Talking competition about rounds. Talking about they cannot. Yeah. Practice rounds they can in yeah. a PGA of America event, which would be next week. You're starting on the 17th, the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. So, so pants during competing. 
Yeah. But when yes. you told me that, I, I, I think I went out maybe one time. I try to wear pants when I go because I want to, you know. You know I, I tell you what, the there's a lot of controversy about it. You won't see me playing golf in, in shorts. As, mm-hmm. as thin as pants are now, I mean, you can get these microfiber, paper-thin pants. I mean, you don't even know you have them on. I mean, mm-hmm. there's really no excuse not to be wearing long wearing slides. I wear pants. I, I I don't wear shorts. If I'm at my home golf course, I might wear shorts, but that's about No, it was you, 95 in Jacksonville with about, what, 97% humidity, and he was rocking the long pants. pants. <laughs> I had my gray pants on the first day. He was. I had the black pants on the second day, and I had the blue pants now, on There's the a difference day. in wearing cotton. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, they were yeah, they no. really microfiber like, polyester. The polyester today is not the polyester we had 25, 30 years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a whole lot better. Right. Got you. A lot but, thinner. Breathable, yeah. moisture wicking, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They look good. Yeah, more, yeah, fashion, good. more fashionable for sure. But uh, say you were going through like what you kind of yeah. So the there's golf car fleet. There's tournament ops. I, I have the old version of the program, mm-hmm. so it's still the same thing. They've kind of revamped it and and, and kind of yeah beefed it up. Uh, golf car fleet, tournament ops, food and bev, uh, which is a big part of the golf industry. If nobody then knows, it's huge. Um, Tournament Ops, Golf Car Fleet, Food and Bev. There is front office management. There is a whole bunch of teaching and coaching. It's not called teaching and coaching. It's just the instruction. Um, so you get like intermediate instruction, uh, beginning, advanced instruction. You'll do instruction with kids, adults, people with disabilities. Um, let's see. What else? Um, I'm missing something. Oh, golf car operate or not golf car golf operations. Um, so that's kind of like in the pro shop. Merchandising is a huge thing for the PGA uh-huh. of America. Um, there's actual annual awards for you know the best merchandiser, best instruction a year. Um, player development, which is huge. It's kind of working on the overall player. Um, and getting them better, just not outside of their playing abilities, um, but the overall player. Um, yeah, those are the main ones. Am I forgetting any? I don't think I am. Yeah, just, yeah, but with golf operations, you have to teach it two different ways because there's a big difference in a country club and a golf club right. or even a golf course. You know, like, are you, you, treat, are you, you treat Ocean City Golf Club a whole lot different than you do Nutter's. Right. right. Nutter's Crossing. Because it's public, public, it's daily fee private. customers. Ocean City's got members you have to deal with. So it brings on a whole lot of different issues and other yeah. topics that he's missing would be business planning, yeah. customer relations, all the stuff they don't want to learn. That they hate learning. I've yet to have a recruit come in and sit across the desk and say, you know, what brings you to this program? Yeah, well, like, I think I like, like to play and I think I might want to teach. I have yet to have a kid say, I want to do business planning and deal with customer relations issues. True. Yeah. But that's a big, big part of it. But, like, have you it, you kind of take notice of when you, you go into, like, establishments nowadays with golf courses and whatnot. You know, what's their mission statement? What's their vision statement? What are, what are they striving to get better at? Oh, that's, I, that's what I look at nowadays when I roll into a place. Like, oh, how four did, years ago you didn't. No, four years ago you I do didn't. You but, but now I do when I roll into a place. Like, oh, how does your staff treat you? Does oh, your that's, GM yeah, like, open the door yeah. when you walk into TPC Sawgrass say, hey, Langston, welcome back. I haven't seen you in two years happened on Saturday or you just go on a great hope and you walk in and the guy's still on the phone watching TV you know with a bag of chips in his hand yeah. you know yeah I know yeah customer customer relations is big and a personal it, skill has got to know those yeah that, that's, that's and the sure. interaction strategy interaction strategies <laughs> yeah 
That's the PG. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole strategy. It's a whole Look, thing, man. It's a whole thing. You it's, got. You know. Got to know what a SWOT analysis is. You know what a SWOT analysis. What's a SWOT analysis? Is? Uh, your strengths, your weaknesses, your um, your uh, opportunities, uh, stat outcomes, opportunities, opportunities, and threats, and your uh, your threats. Which ones are internal? Which ones are external? Oh, jeez. Um, Here we go. Your now we're testing. Threats are uh, external. You said threads? Threats. Threats. Oh, threats. threats. Your strengths are internal. Your threats are external. Your opportunities are external. Very good. And I'm missing one. Weaknesses. Weaknesses are definitely internal. Hmm. See, I learned well, something. The big things that he's missing is what's outside of the curriculum. It's the 16 months of internship. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is the biggest part of the entire program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, don't, there's not, I don't know of any other program anywhere that does 16 months of internship for and graduation. And it's paid, too. Plus, they had to pass a skills test, the yes. playing ability test. Well, I mean, you got to go out, you know, you got to go shoot a 30, it's 36 holes, so you got to play two rounds, and you, know, you basically, you got to be high 70s. And all thirty six all in one day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for for this section, Dep- depending section. on where you are in the country, but yes. Oh, okay. Some yeah. days it's two days, and some days it's all in one day. We yeah. do it all in one day. Do you have to walk? No. no. Okay. You get a ride. golf car, man. Golf get a car. golf car. You get a golf Very car. Very good. See, golf car. Right. See this program. Yeah, learn it. <laughs> <laughs> get a golf see, car. See, my PAT was funny because weather's supposed to be great. Of course, never trust the weather when you take a PAT because it just didn't happen. Um, Tell them, so, what the P, tell them what the P. So the PAT is playing ability test. You'll take your uh, your uh, course average, correct? I think your no course rating. Course rating. Thank you. Course rating. You multiply it times two. Uh, drop, drop the decimal, decimal. Add fifteen strokes. Right. Um, and you'll get a target score, which is the you know score you need to pass about one fifty six. The lowest I've seen is one fifty four. The highest I've seen is about one sixty one. Yeah, one fifty seven for me it was one fifty seven. So I took mine in the pouring down rain, only for nine holes. At Great Hope. Oh, no, it was raining longer than that. Oh, it was not. It, it was, was nine raining holes. longer on, than man. that. Don't give me that. Nine like, holes. It was only nine. It was only nine. It was nine. <laughs> Whatever. I remember <laughs> wet clothes, nine. wet jacket. It was bad. Of but, course you remember that. But you one. passed. That's not how it was. Passed. Passed. He was yeah. dry by the 12th hole. Okay. Made a At Great on the last one. Great Hope. Yep. I played Great Hope before. But, you know, so you, you get your internships, and the internships are, like he was saying, it's the best part about the program. You can go anywhere in the world nowadays, thanks uh, uh, Florida State University. Yeah. They, they paid the price for all of us. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> you can go anywhere in the world. Um, you can go international, and, and you can go kind of do whatever. For me, I kind of did two high-end private resorts, um, three media outlets, Golf Channel, Golf Channel, Golf Digest, um, did the magazine route too, um, and that's kind of where my passion lies is the media side and the kind of athletic side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go anywhere. Um, and, and the fact about having a program that's so small and so tight-knit is you can basically call one of our alums and, and wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's a fun or day. They, or they have oh, an or, 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 you know, you've been there before. Gotcha. So, that's that's one of the perks of the program, and they're all over the place doing you know great things. One of them's up in um, moving to Maine. Um, someone, one of them's Texas. One of them works at PJ America. One's at Pebble Beach in California. I'll be at Maryland. It, they're all over the place, yeah. um, just doing super cool things. No one's doing kind of traditional route. You're all doing you know their own specialized thing, which is super, I mean, super cool. Because the industry is is 
It's that it's big. Vast. Yeah, it's, so it's that big. Yeah, it's that big. So everybody's not going to do the same thing, and that helps, especially, you know, for networking and. Oh yeah. Like hey, I you know. Yeah, that's one of the questions I get yeah. from parents all the time: is well, if my kid gets this degree, do they get pigeonholed into the golf industry? Nope. No. Look no. at me; I'm a prime example. No, yeah. most people don't work in a degree anyway. That is true. That is true. Well, yeah. So that that's like the PGM program in a nutshell. Um, Shameless plug. If you want more information, umes.edu backslash PGA. That's where you can find more information. Um, if you're interested in the program, we'll be happy to have you. Talk to Billy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the PGM program in a nutshell. Um, but like, what else is is going on in your life? You're you're working on a, a pretty cool project. If you want to talk about it, that you're waiting on. If you want to talk about it, and you're smirking at me. You want to talk about it? You talking about the next level of membership? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize you even knew about that. Oh, trust me. I dig into my guests before they come on this. Lance is in the know. All right. So basically, there's four levels of membership in the PG. I've been a member for 26 years. Mm-hmm. Got my happy 25th letter a couple of years ago. You know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And my lapel pin. That was great. <laughs> for all the dues that I paid over the years. Right. No, it was. It's. It's good. It's all good. Um, but as I learned a long time ago, that uh, it, you become a regular member, then you become a specialized member, then you can move up to what's called a certified member. Well, I was already specialized when I got here and just kind of – I was getting a lot of questions at the time back in about 2012, 13, 14. And that's when I decided, well, let's go for the, uh, the certified level just so the students can see what this is all about. I can do it, you know, kind of show them as I'm going through it, what I'm going through and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the classes you have to take and the papers you have to write and all this and that. So the next level after I got that in 2014. So the next level is the last one. It's called master professional. So it's what the PGA calls the PhD of the golf business. It's not a PhD, believe me, (laughs) but um, it's a fairly, uh, fairly large project. It was a a business plan Mm -hmm. uh, that typically they want you to do it on the golf course that you work at. Well, I don't work at a golf course, so they're allowing me to do it on the PGA golf management program. Mm. So that's all done. It's been turned in. I had a paper that went, phase one was a paper, 25 page paper I wrote that went with it. Phase two was the, the business plan. Well, phase one actually got published. Where where did it get published? Uh, International Journal of Business and Social Science. Yeah, that was back in summer of 19. So that's how I'm going to – so what I have to do is – so it's all been turned into the PGA. It's all been approved. But the last thing I'm waiting on is I have to go defend it. Just kind of like a – Just like a dissertation. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's an hour – our defense, 45-minute questions. But the reason I haven't done it yet is because the PGA is moving from Palm Beach to Frisco, Texas. The offices are only halfway built, so, so I'm stuck work. in that. And then with, with COVID going on anyway, they probably wouldn't let me. So they're, they're giving their ballpark in January Okay. because I have to fly to Texas, right. go defend it in front of a panel, you know, two or three people, whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. and that'll be that. So. And it'll be one of like what? What is a hundred? About three hundred fifty. Yeah, three hundred fifty people. That's that's cool. exciting. I'm, I'm telling you, congratulations, early. Well, thank you. Then we, then we got to walk around and call you yeah. Master Professional. <laughs> I don't Dilly. see mine. This camp is calling me Master Anything <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. That would not be a good go. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, please don't call me that. 
But in the in the golf industry, at least yeah. he'll, he'll get that that recognition. But congratulations. That's, That's how have you felt like going through that process? Like how you know is now that it's almost over. Took a lot longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. A lot more in depth than I thought it was going to be. Gotcha. Uh, but well worth it. I mean, it's a very you know it's a good good thing to go through. Good exercise. I never really it really made me understand the business plan mm-hmm. better and the way I explain it now to my students. I'm like, look, because you're taught from whenever you're in school all the way through high school, even into early college, composition one, composition two, that papers have a an intro, a middle, mm-hmm. and an end. Right. Well, business plans don't have an end. I say they're an open-ended document. It's just a plan. Mm-hmm. It's your mission statement, your financials, your objectives, your strategies. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And that's it. There's right. no evaluation. You just, if you are going to evaluate it, you just rewrite the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I explain it to them. This is an open-ended document. And that's, if you look at it that way, I think it's a little bit easier to digest. It was for me. Hmm. I, I can see that though. I can see that because, yeah, most most papers that you write have to end. Right. And, and it's a business plan is like, hey, this is what we have, and now we have to try to execute it. Right. To know if the plan actually worked, because then all the then smart people to... sit around a table and say if you hit it or not. Right. right. And if you did, great, if rewrite it. And if you didn't, well, rewrite it. Go fix it. Yeah. Interesting. Ne- never ending. Huh. Well, well, I got I got three more things on my list. I kind of want to talk about. Uh, Raylan has one of them. I have the last one following that. So here, here's my question. We're at HBCU, mm-hmm. and you've you've heard this question. We've talked about it more times in the last two months than probably we've talked about it ever. We're at HBCU. This whole Black Lives Matter thing happens. You know, you're coaching a mainly minority golf team for the most part, um, especially on your women's side. Um, the PGA of America is, is kind of getting more into the diversity inclusion thing. Kind of what are your thoughts on kind of the diversity inclusion in the golf industry um, kind of as it relates to this university and kind of the overall golf industry? <clears throat> From what I've seen over the past 14 years, um, I think the PGA is chasing something that may not even exist. They want more minorities in the PGA the problem is there just aren't enough. As the PGA of America, we could we could stand there and, and, and beat the drum all day. And we want you to play, we want you to play, we want you to play. Until the African-American community decides that's what they're going to do, it's not going to change. It's, as you know, Langston, how many did you see growing up playing golf? Not many. Not, not many. It's very few and far between. Uh, I'm to the opinion, I think if you introduce, if you went to an elementary school, and you introduce the game of golf to, say, 100 African-American kids. How many is it really going to stick with? One? Maybe two? Maybe three tops, maybe. There's too many times I've seen um, the, the, the kids maybe get excited. And I, I saw it across town here in Princess Anne when we were doing a, a Play Golf America thing a couple years ago where the kids – you know, I, I don't know how excited they were, but they were, you know, the parents were coming to pick them up or mm-hmm. or whoever was picking them up, maybe grandma, whatever. And, hey, you know, we're playing golf today. Oh, 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 you don't want to do that. You want to play golf. You, know, you want to play football and basketball. So there's, a, you know, it's it's to me, it's it's very much cultural. Um, we're hoping it's changing. But I, it, in my opinion, I think the best thing the PGA can do is just say, you know what? We're here. We want you to play. We're ready for you. When you're ready, we're ready. And I think that would be their best approach instead of trying to f- force it. 
Right. Because you can't force this. Either people play or they don't. And it's one thing to play. It's another thing to want to work in this industry, and it's a whole other thing to be good enough to pass that playing ability test. Right. Because you got to start. I mean, you probably have to start playing with. When did you start playing? Seven, eight, fourth four, oh, grade, four, about ten, nine, ten, nine, ten. Yeah. So yeah. You know, you're talking about at least a decade worth of yeah playing to be able yeah. to just pass that test on top of all the other classes and everything. Yeah, you and, there's, you know, and doing that, the, that the paper that I had to write. I mean, there's a lot of things that I learned through that. And one thing that never, never uh, came across my mind is: Would you really? Would you know? I guess it kind of makes sense, but uh, African Americans typically live farthest away from golf facilities. Oh yeah, I, I never thought about that. Oh yeah, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So. The average golfer is going to go, unless it's Augusta National or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sawgrass. Yeah, you're the, up there. The, 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 the average golfer is going to go 27 miles. Drive no more than a half an hour to go play golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you live 45 minutes from the nearest golf course, you're not going. You're not going. Yeah. Right? You're not going. And then, you, you know, it, you can argue, oh, it's too expensive. Y'all need this all this equipment. Well, you can get free equipment. If you really want to play, you can get free equipment. You can get. It doesn't have to be expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, can it be? Absolutely it can be. Just depends. So um, I, I, that's the main reason why the program here at UMES, I think, is small. We're always going to be small. The PGA knows it. I think UMES knows it. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten pressure from anybody at UMES to saying, hey, get your numbers up. And the numbers aren't terrible. Yeah. You know, we're 35, 40, typically, maybe 45 in a good year. Right. Uh, we got, I think, 10 coming in next semester. So that's about that's good for us. But I, but I think the fact that the program overall is just producing, you know, high-quality graduates. Yeah that are doing these, like, badass things, I'm just going to say it, you know, it is what it is. And it kind of says you can either take it or not take it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of think that's the way we're kind of positioned in the industry. Um, We have enough graduates now. Um, If you put us in a room, we can make some noise. And even if we're spread apart, we can still make some noise. Um, but I think overall the program is, is is incredible, especially what you're doing and the problem with the program and how it's building. It keeps evolving and, and getting better and better and better and better because um, it's kind of like each student. Um, getting involved with the golf teams has certainly helped. Yeah. It's certainly yeah. helped recruiting. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It's it's more streamlined, I think. Right. The same message is being sent yeah, in, in, the, in the same kind of way, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the students are hearing the same thing, and I think it's – over time, I think that's really going to help. Oh, for sure. For sure. And as long as Keith Davidson keeps giving money to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because, I mean, I, even me, like, I've I've seen, like, since you became the coach and, like, the – I guess the, the emphasis and how, like, the way the even the players talk amongst themselves when they're not actually at the course. Because, I mean, when they're at the course, obviously they're talking, but – you know, off the course when they're talking, are they still talking about, hey, I think you should have done this, or hey, how did you play this hole? Like those kind of things. Just having those conversations and not the people who are in the PGM program, but just people who are on the team who may, you know, be a criminal justice major right, or whatever. Right. They're still like, they're, they have more of an, uh, a want to like be better at the game and play the game and then potentially, you know, have someone else play. Cause I mean, I, I think the first time, Speaking personally, the first time I ever, like, played on any kind of golf course, I was probably 17, 18 yeah. at best. And that was, like, just a par 3-9. So, I mean, you know, that's, what, hour, hour and a half, you, you're done with that. Right, so I probably didn't play 18 holes for the first time till I was out of college probably, yeah. at least. 
But a co- uh, one of my college professors, she told me, she she said, I don't really know, like, you know, because, you know, when you get out of college, m- most people get out of college, they don't know exactly where they're going. Right. So I was in that range, and she was like, hey, I don't know where you're going or where your life's taking you, but, like, if you have, you know, if you have clubs or you can get clubs, play golf, learn the game, and she said they'll help you out. And so I, I – she told me that probably a week or so before graduation. So I, it just always stuck with me. So I know especially when I got here and it was like the program was here, driving range on campus. What year did you get here? Uh, 18, so like three years ago. Oh, okay. Well, so let's go back to 05. Yeah. I got here in 07. I can right. take you back to 05, though. So the president back then was Dr. Thompson. Mm-hmm. And this the, bringing golf to this campus was her idea. And she didn't know anything about a PGA golf management program. It wasn't even on her radar. She just wanted to start... Uh, having the students hit golf balls and learn the game because she knew it was used as much as a business tool as anything else, which it is. And it was more for the business school students than anybody else. But just, you know, one thing evolved and the local pros got involved and uh, they're the ones that actually came and put the bug in her ear about, hey, you ever thought about trying this PGA golf management program? Because just at the same time, that's when the PGA was looking right. to put this at an HBCU. Perfect storm. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was the right, yeah, right place, right time, right thinking. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we've done her proud. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I, you know, outside looking in, I've met quite a few people in the program and, you know, they always, you know, been able to help me, you know, have have a good, you know, like we were talking about the relations and being able to help people who, you know, maybe are just getting introduced, people who have been playing their whole life and just trying to, like, get them involved with the game and just, you know, seeing the joy you can have in playing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know watching it sometimes can be a, a drag if you don't really understand what's going on. But well, I, if you don't know the players. Yeah, if you don't, if you yeah. don't know the players. And so, but, like, getting out and actually playing it is something that, you know, you you will always enjoy. It's even fun. If you, even if you're not playing well. It's oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun game. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, talk about fun. Fun. Take them take them to the season long so, question. So this is a this has been our uh, like I guess question of the season. For who? For for all our guests. Okay. And so we had quarantine that is uh coming up on what fifteen months now, and so everybody kind of was at home and they had to entertain themselves in some way. What was your kind of quarantine entertainment? What did you do during the, you know, times where we weren't really coming to work every day, just, you know, get entertainment, extra time with the family? Like, what was your quarantine entertainment? I only stayed inside for about a month and a half. Hmm. I guess we got uh, we got sent home, what, March 12th, whatever yeah. it was, 13th? Yeah, some, yeah somewhere. Um, yeah, by mid-May, I was back on the golf courses. So yeah. about two months. Ago. I mean, that was pretty much it. They got back on the. You well, said yeah, I mean, they, I mean, heck, I started back full time back last July. Yeah, we did. Oh, I yeah, mean, I didn't telework or anything like that. I've been here. Yeah, I, it was just normal job to me. It was just normal deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, because especially with golf courses, you could social distance very yeah. well there. I know that was one of the first. Things. Yeah, courses open right around May, June one yeah, last year. It was like right around May. Time they yeah, they weren't shut down long. Yeah. Right. Kind of went on an off period depending on where you were. Right. Right. Kind of depends. And my son was working at Bear Trap Dunes at the time. And gotcha. Yeah, so it wasn't any. That's 20 minutes from the house. It's no big deal. We just ran over there and played. And, gotcha. And whatever. But then, you know, like I said, July rolled around and we started back here full time. And the classes started in August. And this has yeah. been this yeah. is normal since, deal for yeah, me. Since, right. Yeah. Ever since. Well, yeah, once the, stu- yeah, once the students yeah. were back, it was kind of, you know, because you were teaching. And you know, even though we didn't, like, play in tournaments, we still, you know, you still, you're a professor. So right. you're still working all the time. Any TV shows? 
other than Saturday Night Live that we know you love? You know, my favorite show of all time, and I'm obviously really dating myself, is a show called The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. I've heard of it before. Fred Savage. Yeah. That was my favorite show of all time. I've heard of it before, but I really don't know. Just about a kid from the 60s, you know, a little 12-year-old kid. (laughs) It just kind of reminded me of myself a little bit, although, you know. That's about that year I was born. He was twelve years ahead of me, but it was uh, it was just it was a great show. It was a good show. Now I'm going to ask you this because you know, are you a Seinfeld fan at all? I am. See, I, I knew, am. I knew. See, couple I'm weeks getting ago, replaced. Still not a okay. fan of the way to, of the way it ended. Yeah, look, a couple but, weeks ago yeah, it was okay. A couple weeks ago we were talking about you know TV shows that I like that are kind of you know you wouldn't expect me to like and I said Seinfeld and people started looking at me like I was crazy Seinfeld's a good show Seinfeld's a great show it's probably the funniest show ever it's a show about nothing I think The Office is funnier Office is good but it's not Seinfeld <laughs> because here's the other thing mm, The Office cool. had a The Office is different it didn't have yeah a, it's different yeah it's just different but Seinfeld is like it had no blueprint like it was just kind of like yo this is just what we're doing <laughs> Seinfeld is funny bro I mean, and then what, the way they tied everything together at the end of Asia, it always half hour did, episode, man. it was so funny. It always did. Larry, I mean, it was. David, David I mean, was I was. It was some episodes I was like, meh. But the majority of the time, Seinfeld is like because <laughs> it's always something. I did an entire Frank, episode on them walking around a parking lot in the mall looking I'm for a car. You. It was hilarious. Oh, the park, the one with the parking <laughs> garage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? There's, He's uh, taking a leak in the corner, gets arrested. Okay, what? Well, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, what was the? <laughs> oh man. So it was the one where uh, I can't remember everything, but it was like I think it was Kramer, him and George. Maybe they was playing the like the the game where they were. Uh, what's the name of the game? But I can't remember. They were on the subway and they was like, "Yo, the Ukraine is weak. The Ukraine is weak." And then it was a game that they had to play. Oh, Risk. Risk. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And they were playing Risk, and they was like, "Oh, the Ukraine is weak. The Ukraine is weak," because they was you know it was talking about the game. And this big Ukrainian man, like, so he's like, "Yo, the Ukraine is not weak," and he's like, "Hit the hit the board," and they have been playing. They were like, "Played." They've been playing, playing for like, like three months, like yeah. three months, because the game, like, it takes, the game it takes forever. It takes forever to play Risk, and they were they they were taking it around playing it. They were on the subway, and he was like, "Oh, I'm about to take the Ukraine. The Ukraine is weak," and then dude knocked it knocked it down. And it's stuff like that, man. So, I mean, it's not. It's not super funny, but it's like when you know the backstory of man, they've been playing this game for three months. And then this man who didn't even know what was going on just came and knocked the board over. So now they had to, I mean, what do you do now? Seinfeld, man. I'll watch it eventually. Seinfeld, man. I'll watch it eventually. Seinfeld's one of my shows. Uh, King of Queens. Never seen that one. And what was the other one that was like? Oh, and uh, Modern Family. Those are my three shows that like just off the radar. People like, oh, you watched it? Yeah, all the time. Well, not all the time on Seinfeld. But you're right. But uh, Modern Family, for sure. I was watching that. That was appointment viewing for me. Yeah, like, towards yeah. the end. Not early on. Because, like, I think it really caught fire. Like, it caught fire. I was, like, probably college, high school. Like, right. Maybe. But, like, by the time I was, like, you know, by the time they probably got, like, season five, six, seven, yeah, I was in. All in. All in. I, I was surprised you liked SNL. That was a shocker. Me? Yes. Love SNL. Why wouldn't he like SNL? I, I just like because <laughs> just it's like Democrat. Expect it's all really liberal. <laughs> That's why. That's why he thinks I wouldn't like it. I can laugh at all that stuff, too. All stuff they make fun of. Bill's just got jokes. I tell you. Bill's got funny jokes. SNL is a, it's a, man, I don't know. Like we were talking before the show, the uh, the cast right now, I think they're getting ready to revamp it. I, I love, I mean, 
it it hit me. I saw Kenny when like the last time I watched SNL, I was looking at Kenny. Thompson. I've been watching Kenny Thompson on TV since I was like, oh yeah, four, like, five, yeah, because like, I was watching him on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Then he Good got, burger. Oh yeah, Good Burger, <laughs> Kenny Kale, all of it. All I was, I've been watching. Albert. Like, yes, Fat Albert. I forgot he was Fat Albert. Like I've been watching Kenny Thompson on TV my pretty much my entire life. Wow. For real. But the guy is good. He just doesn't age. He's just... I mean, he is good. He's got a new... I haven't watched the show, but... I yeah, mean, apparently has a TV show now. I don't know if it's like, is what's it? up with that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I haven't watched the show yet. I haven't watched the show. I got to give it a chance. But that's what... I mean, it hit me like the last time I was watching SNL, and I was like, I've... Oh, really... you don't watch it? You typically uh, don't watch SNL? Oh, you know, I watch SNL. Huh. Oh, but no, I was. I, the last time I was watching SNL, and I was like... Saw Keenan. I mean, I didn't see the Keenan Thompson skit. Well, he does what's up with that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was saying he does. <laughs> that is he hilarious. Does everything. YouTube it. You got to watch it right now. It's great. Where's my phone? Pull that. <laughs> that some, and then, um, you know, I mean, he's got, I mean, when he does Steve Harvey and being Steve family Harvey, food, the classic, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he, he pulled out everything. But that's what I'm saying. Like, my whole life, Keenan Thompson's been on TV. So shout out to Keenan. If I'm not mistaken, he's been on that show longer than anybody. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been on there like longer 15 than years or something. Yeah, it's crazy how long he's been on. It's it's like wow. But that's and that's why like because I'm thinking like when we were talking like I think we, like when he first got on there he was the young guy and like Jimmy Fallon and Amy Poehler, yeah. Tina Fey. Yeah, they were all headed out yeah. the door when he got there. You know, and I I mean it's funny. Um, I still my favorite impersonation of anybody was when. Um, when Tina Fey did Sarah Palin, <laughs> like I felt like she was, it was too on point. I was like, did she watch I her for like? I see Russia for my. I was, I was house. like, she. It was like she. I mean, I think it was like because you know everybody else. You kind of was like, all right, cool. They're they're trying. It just felt like Tina Fey was like, yeah, just really, like she was felt like she. It was I was watching Sarah Palin. It was crazy. Like out of all the person, I don't know how they do it, especially kind of when political season rolls around and let's say they do a debate. Uh, you know, Friday night, uh-huh. how they get the outfit from what the person is wearing and they make it and they put it on the show like last than 24 hours. I mean, they probably, I got, they probably got wardrobe people that can kind of... Their wardrobe department? Shout put, out to Put them. something together. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they, I mean, they, how long? Starting out of 40 something years? 45, 46 years? 46. 46? 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so you know. There's, there's no costume they don't have. Yeah. <laughs> There's no costume they don't have. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. But so yeah, SNL. I mean, I don't. I don't watch it as much as I used to. Right. But yeah, SNL. Michael, do you watch it? I do. Do you? Yeah. I don't like. I don't have a TV. I like Weekend Update. I think Michael. I, 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 yeah, I, I think Update I hate Michael Shea. I think Michael Shea is hilarious. Yeah, Michael Shea. Yeah, uh, when Fallon and um, was it Polar? Tina Fey. Tina Fey, not. T- when Fallon and Tina Fey, that was a good, uh, good one. Seth Meyers was good on Weekend Update. So I mean, you know, Colin Jones, Colin Jones and Michael Chair good. Yeah, that was killed good. me is they were doing it one one time. It was like a recent episode, like either this season or last season. He was like, yeah, man, I'm Colin Joseph, and I'm Michael Chair. Good night, and they clip off the clip off tie. I didn't know they were clip on ties. I thought they tied him every <laughs> week. I was like, oh, that's a letdown. No, I saw like I've seen like a movie one time where they like. Some people have like a little like it's like a like a jacket or like a right. Wrap. It's a, it's all yeah, and they just, you can just, just clip it in the back. Probably what it is. That. I mean, you wear the same thing every week. Why not for sure? Change it? Huh. They probably do that on ESPN and stuff like that too. The people I'm talking I'm not talking about the guys in studio, right? But, but the ones like from the house. Oh yeah, they're definitely wearing shorts and like. <laughs> 
basketball shirt. Yeah, yeah. Got out of Cause it's only this it's only the, like the profile shot. It's all Would about you put Zoom, on the man. whole suit every time? Huh? If you report like if you say like say I, I've learned my lesson. Whenever I have an interview or anything newsy related, I will put on you know, I'll put on jeans and like a, a you know, a dress shirt and like mm-hmm. tie and coat. But like if I'm not like doing a stand up report, I'm in PGM I'm, students have gotten blasted on that. On oh. Zoom, Zoom interviews for their internships when yeah. they're interviewing. Yeah, they have been told to stand up and let us see what you're wearing. Yeah, where is what your color entire socks you Show yeah, us your I've shoes, everything. You won't see me on Zoom without, you know. Yeah, they've learned the, some have, some have learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And and they're funny stories too. Oh wow. I mean, now I would I've I've done a Zoom interview before. Well, Skype Zoom or Skype, whatever. If it's an interview and I'm like meeting these people for the first time, just because I don't know, I just mm-hmm. to keep my mind, I'll put the whole whole suit on. But if it was like, you know, like we was say me and you were like doing the show virtual or something, right. and I just need man, I probably would just I probably just put the top. It on. It happens. I probably just put the top on. But um, yeah. I got the I got the last yeah. point of privilege. So your goal, when I told Billy he was going to be on the show like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. your goal was to make me cry. I'm not crying, but I'm gonna give you the floor. It's the last show. If y'all don't know, it's the last show for now. Hmm. Season, season finale. Season finale. Billy's the last guest. So I'm gonna let you have the floor. Whatever story you want to tell about my crazy behind, since oh, I don't I'm really leaving any stories, I just yeah. wanted to tell you, uh, you know, of all the uh, of all the students that we've had come through here, you have certainly you've made your own way. You created your own path yeah. more than anybody. You wanted it to happen. You made it happen. You wanted to go to the Golf Channel. We didn't make that happen. You made that happen. And I couldn't be more proud of you, and uh, I'm very honored to be on your last show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for coming back, because Billy Dillon does not like on-camera interviews. I'm not a good interview at all. <laughs> you we were like, especially well, the night that he called Billy me. Or like exciting Billy. I, I was told that I, that I gave the absolute worst interview ever to Langston a couple years ago. But he caught me one day after practice. It was like I was working, uh, the oh, worst time to catch a ladies. And I we had a te- we came off a bad tournament. It was a bad practice. Oh, and I was not. This is the <laughs> absolute was no last fluffy place answers. I wanted to be. It was very was straight sitting in here point. on remember, camera talking to him. I remember that because I I was in the back. I had people from the PGA <laughs> telling me, "Billy, what the hell's wrong with your interview skills?" No, I was I was in the back, and um, I didn't realize that many people watched it. He has he asked some question, and then you just said, "I don't know. They just got to play better." And that was it. That was it. There was no. So thing. I, don't I think even it know, was. Man. I they think I pulled out Allen Iverson. I think I just said practice. Yeah, he practice. yeah probably was. <laughs> practice. They just got to play better. But, but he got the I, one I'll answer, s- the one word answer that he right. was not looking for. But but I'll, but I'll say I'll say this in in terms of the program and and just the overall thing, and we'll hash the whole thing out again tonight when we when we meet for dinner. But I would say the whole defining kind of moments of this program for me is definitely my freshman year when I came into the office and like, oh, I want to do this media thing. How the hell do I do it? Mm-hmm. And then back, since I said I was in the old program, my program was 130 credit hours compared to the one that's 120 now. There is no possible way for me to do a minor. 
I can't tell you how many times I tried to complete a minor in the digital media studies minor and got told no by Billy and Chris so many times. Thank you for saying well, no. Well, we weren't planning on you being here six years. Yeah. <laughs> we were just yeah, yeah, doing true. four and a half. It's true. <laughs> but even if I was here four and a half years, I still probably wouldn't have got it done. It's just impossible to do. So yeah. thank you for telling me no, because this wouldn't be here if you wouldn't have told me no. So thank you for that. There you go. There it is. So uh, before we let you go, which uh, we kind of know the answer to this, but we'll just see what you say. Where can all our good listeners yeah. and viewers? Where can the good people find find you, you on, on social media? <laughs> you see how uh, social hey, media? Just zooming in on them. You will not find me on social media. You will not find zero. Him. No Facebook. Anywhere. No Twitter. I barely use a cell phone. And that is a fact. My wife gets on me all the, where is your phone? In the car. It's yeah, upstairs. we went on a trip one time, like a year and a half ago. This man literally almost walked in the bus without his son. I'm like, Billy, you're not going to carry your cell phone. This thing was just sitting there. Literally almost walked in the bus and got on a plane and flew. Hilarious. I was traveling with the girls a couple of years ago out uh, to Chicago. We were BWI. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, do you remember Josephina? Mm -hmm. Josephina, oh, love her. Oh, what a great girl. Yeah. She actually sat there and she the, the look of horror on her face when I took the phone out of my pocket, turned it off, threw it in my bag and checked it. And she was like, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> I what if your wife now. needs you? I said, if my wife needs me, I'm 36,000 in the air. What am I going to do? Really? You had a point. Yeah, I'm a point. child of the 80s. So, we didn't need phones. You won't find Billy <laughs> I was raised media. without phones. I don't need a phone. <laughs> At all. You so, got you. I understand that for the um, uh, survival of our program, somebody yeah. has to do it. I ain't doing it. And I'm not doing Langston it. has been doing it, thank Come God. Friday at 2 o'clock after, after and here's the danger. his son and my Instagram post get posted, I am turning it in. Here's, here's the, the danger of all that stuff. is we've been letting him do it, and we don't check what he's putting out there. I don't really know what he's doing, and I, and I don't go check it because I don't do it. He's so not, he hadn't put my anything. wife has to tell me what's going on. He, he hadn't put anything out there bad. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, but if, but if, if it was bad, it when we have the passing of the torch— Yeah. We, That's we, my big concern. Yeah, so we I think maybe we're at a point where somebody yeah. officially needs to take it. Over. We haven't right. fully, but it ain't gonna be gone made. through those plans yet. We've gotcha. talked about it, but there's no succession line. Gotcha. As of this moment in this recording, there is nobody to do it. I am smart enough to realize yes, we do need it, but I'm not gonna. Billy's question. He's always he asks me this every year, every May. It comes up. He always asks. I need numbers for followers. You know, how are we doing, blah, blah. And how does the numbers in your posts turn into enrollment? Yeah. That's my and has thing. it worked? Yeah. Almost. It almost worked. That's my that's my question. Whenever anybody, oh, we want to help out your program. We want to do this. We want to do that. How's it going to help enrollment? That's I, I always go to that. If it's not going to help enrollment, don't come to me. Because you got to have bodies in the seats. That's the whole yeah. goal, isn't it? Got to have yeah. bodies in the Recruit, seats. Recruit, retain, Absolutely. graduate. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, since you won't find Billy on social media, you can follow the PGM program, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, PGA Golf Management Program on Facebook or on Twitter, UMS underscore PGM, Instagram, same thing. Follow us there. You might see a picture of Billy every now Doubt and then. It. But it's <laughs> rare. But it's very he rare. It. He does it. 
out of the 200, 300 posts we have on you, might find him up there maybe. It ain't about times. me. Maybe three times. It's about y'all. After I chew his arm to try to get it posted. After Friday, it's not going to be about you anymore. Not going to be That's about true. me either way. That is true. Well, but you're always welcome back. And you know hey, hey, I'm always <laughs> welcome back. I fully expect you to drive you back across know. that bridge and spend your $4 every once in a while. Yes. you On that toll. I'll come down. You trust me. You ain't going to get rid of me. That's I what they all say. Yeah. I know you will. Yeah. yeah, we'll come visit you every once in a while, too. Hey, no doubt. Up. First no women's doubt. events at Woodhome. Oh. Not too far from you. It's your place, and they go over and play. Yeah. Sounds good. Just make sure I'm not in class. Can't help you. Better call Jeff. No, hook it up through you. I'm not going to do it on the day of. Oh, well, yeah. okay. We'll work it out. Give you advance notice. Advance but notice. Thank, Billy, thank you for coming through and uh, giving Langston the kind words and uh, educating us on, on the program. And, well, thank uh, you. You know, talking and again, about I'm very, I'm very honored to be part of your last show. I really am. He Appreciate says he's going to tell his grandkids about me. Hey, <laughs> I am. This is guy named the conversations Billy that we've had over the years Jeez about Louise, everything man. has gotcha. been uh, as educational for me as it was for him. Yeah, man. Gotcha. What, what a what a ride. All right. Thank you for coming through. All right, you so, got some news for us, uh, Squirrelaw. One forty. What you got? So, uh, well, first off, uh, we get the the socials out of the way. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Ray underscore Law Twelve, uh, Instagram. No, that was Twitter. So Instagram, Ray underscore Law Wardlaw. Jesus, come on, co-host. I'm sorry, man. Raylan Wardlaw on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Law of the Land on Snapchat. You know it. That's right. And if which, it's good is, on TikTok, and if it's good on TikTok, it will make, make it to Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Langston Frazier. Uh, simply my name. You can follow me on LinkedIn at my name, Langston Frazier, and you can follow my other podcast, the Langston Frazier Show podcast. It's a business and golf podcast where I get to sit down with a whole bunch of business leaders in the golf industry, um, chat it up, just be open, honest, kind of like this show right here. That's where you can find me. Uh, make sure you turn into Honey Your Craft, uh, the basketball podcast from the Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks, found on EasternShoreHawks.com or on Facebook at Eastern Shore Hawks, uh, at Eastern Shore Hawks on Facebook, excuse me. And, uh, we also like to send condolences to, uh, Jesse T. Williams, uh, senior and his family. His, uh, the court over at, uh, Heights, uh, Arena is named after him. And, uh, he passed here in the uh, recent weeks. So, uh, a pillar uh, at our uh, university, so we just want to uh, give a shout out to his family and uh, let you know we're thinking about him. And games will not be the same uh, without yeah, man. Uh, Big Jesse on the sidelines. Facts. So you and else gave me my wife <laughs> and saved my life. I probably screwed it up, but now, I love that's what that, he man. said all the time. I love that he man. He's so time. funny, especially he would. I would. I would be running stats at basketball games. And he would turn around, and I'll be running stats, you know, to the to the media table, and I would always give one to President Anderson, who would be on the left side, and on the right side would be Jesse Williams. He grabbed me by the arm. Meanwhile, his hands are huge. Stop yeah. me dead in my tracks. Got to give him a statue. He's like, man, how's it going? Blah blah blah. <laughs> and I just miss seeing him on the side of the yeah. basketball court. That's yeah. that's gonna be Absolutely. an interesting homecoming come uh, February. But no. hey, still good time. November now. November. November. But now I I'll be down here in my, my little shirt like better be and I'll be working like I'll do it every homecoming unless but, unless y'all put me to work we won't 
That's what I said, man. I've been telling you, man. Just come enjoy. Yeah, you know I can't man. do that. What's the last time I watched a basketball to. game as okay. a normal fan? No, listen, like freshman year. You know, I worked in sports information when I was in college. You know, and I I worked, but when I came back for homecoming, I was back for homecoming. I was not back to work. We'll see. So I'm telling you, you're we'll back see. for homecoming. You're not back for work. We'll see. I'll talk to your boss. He'll say the same. <laughs> He'll say the same. He'll say just work. But also, uh, Hawk Athletics has partnered with uh, Route One Apparel and yeah. Towson for these. Where's my mask? You can't find it. Yo, look at these. Fresh. Double for these, double-sided. For these incredible. Oh, you got the yeah. You got the great double-sided. I just yeah. got the the block M. Uh, so, go to routeoneapparel.com. Search. Uh, Merrily Shore, and you will see the mask there. So, so please, please support local businesses. Yeah, they are based out of Towson. So, uh, I'll leave the floor open for you now. Yeah, uh, you know, Let, let's let's get the social out of the way real quick for at least the sports department. Let's see. As always, for more information on your Hawks, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at es Hawks Sports. All the uh, corresponding sports have their own Twitter. You can follow uh, the golf team at ES Hawks Golf. All the information there on the golf teams and what they're up to. ES Hawks, ES Hawks on Instagram, uh, Eastern Shore Hawks on Facebook. As always, you can visit us at EasternShoreHawks.com um, for all the latest information. Just use the hashtag HawkPride, our shore, our team. I love that hashtag. It doesn't get used enough. It's great. We need to, we need to like, Boost it up. Give it I'll show our team. I remember that. And then also join in now in our conversation at hashtag TalkShore and email us at mdtalkshore at gmail.com. Yo. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and for the visuals, we are on YouTube. Yeah. So wherever you listen, watch your podcast, we are there. Talking to Shore on YouTube uh, is all 21 episodes out there. 21, 22. 22 episodes. I lost count. Yeah, lost count because so many. So many, but they're all good. Got everybody on there. Absolutely. All right, so last show, I'm going to take a minute because this is my last public appearance. <laughs> As an undergrad. As an undergrad in this studio mm-hmm. with our show. Absolutely. Which is, like, very strange. So I just want to do some formal thank yous to thank some people, even though they'll get thanked in person later, but I want to do it for the camera. All right, first of all, I want to thank my parents for, like, the crazy ride of, like, f- six years of college and dealing with my crazy Also giving me life. Yeah, and giving me <laughs> life. My birthday was the other day. I'm 24. I'm, like, Kobe know, year. Kobe year. Kobe Even year. though I was down in the bed, I barely got up. But, like, I'm here. You're here. But, yeah, my parents, Sean Yonker, who's the... Uh, Assistant Director of uh, Media Relations here at uh, Maryland Eastern Shore Athletics. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting a sophomore me walk in your office and say, hey, what can I do to help? Like, literally. Changed my life. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Keith Davidson, he already knows. Athletic Director. Man has done so much for me, it's it's ridiculous. So thank you to him. Stan Bradley. Literally got me my job at Maryland, like, in the last month and a half. Thank you to him. He's been such a help, Marilyn Burkle, for letting me treat this as my home for the last, you know, close to five years, making shows left and right, do projects and whatnot, taking cameras and, you know, flying all over the place doing projects. Thank you to her. 
Leon Lewis, all my audio problems that I've ever had in the studio. Thank you to him. Um, Jim Glover, all my headshots, my student reaching headshots, my headshots for just normal stuff, mm -hmm. photos of the show that we've always gotten. Thank you for taking pictures. Appreciate that. Bill Brophy, the kind of man, the masterpiece, the lessons I've learned from this guy over the past like three, four years he's been here. Incredible. I'm going to miss that guy. Uh, Joseph Bird, our director, who's been here the whole season. Like, dude, thank you. I appreciate you. you you're going places in life. I appreciate you for being here. Um, Alyssa Carr, also, uh, you know, the um, associate uh, vice president for external, or I know, marketing external relations. Yes, that is right. Long time. Uh, thank you to her. <laughs> Matt McCann, former UMS Hawk. Will DeBoer, former UMS Hawk, then higher athletics department. Uh, Bill Robinson, um, Mark Arcusa, who made this super cool logo for us. Smy Arcusa's uh, dad, who she plays on the golf team. Thank you for making that for us. Billy Dillon, who is also sitting across from me. Dr. Chris Prosser, appreciate you as well, Miss Tempe. Of course, the whole PGM program, and not but least my co-host. I appreciate you, dog. No, it's, so it's it's we thank you for your knowledge. These last like three years, yeah, putting me under your wing, letting me basically take over the golf teams for the last like two and a half years, yeah, and just letting it be mine. Well, I told you, I, I mean, when it was probably what, like a year or so ago, and you was like saying, I was like, all right, if you want to do it, I'm not gonna. I said, you know, we can obviously we'll work together, but I want you to get the full experience of like, hey, this is your squad, you like the game. And kind of just this is where it is. So it's, I just it's, said, it's, go ahead. It's and, been um, incredible. The up and so downs, yeah. the scheduling, yeah. kind of dealing with kind of the player relations side of it. It yeah. works really well now because Billy's the head coach and I'm yeah. in his office every other day anyway. Yeah. Um, it kind of works now because I'm going to go to Maryland now and literally do the same thing with the Maryland Terrapins, which I'm so excited for. It's, it's insane. Um, kind of working over there at the golf course as well. Yeah. Um, starting in just a few days at the time of this recording. Um, and then I'm also going to be pursuing my master's of journalism, broadcast journalism and sports. There it is. Uh, at the Philip Merrill College of Journalism as a university fellow. So it's basically paid for. So shout out to Maryland yeah, for, for doing that for me. That. I appreciate that. But before we go, I have a gift for you. Actually. Oh, God. It's a small gift. Oh, jeez. All right. So uh, these... Or ball markers, <laughs> but there's poker. They're poker chips. Oh, they're poker well. chips. So when you play with these, just remember, uh, go all in on yourself. You know what I mean? Wow, That's, man. No, seriously, because you know, like Billy was saying earlier, you know, this is a different program. You, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You had to do something different in this program to be able to get into the media space of what you wanted to do because it wasn't normal as far as what your classmates were doing. So. Uh, I saw these and I thought about you and I was like, look, I know you're going to use ball markers, poker chips. Go, Keep going all in on yourself. Thank you, sir. So, oh, oh, Jesus. Now he's dropping them. Obviously, here you go. I that, didn't wrap it up because. That's uh, super cool. I didn't wrap it up because I, if I came in with something. Right. And you got, I got something else for you. you that's, know that's insane. Whenever graduation so comes. I appreciate but this is, that's small. And I know you, it's something I know you'll use. Because you know I use I know poker chip ball markers. You've been in my golf bag, haven't you? Uh, come mm -hmm. on, I just exactly. I'm a journalist, man. I watch. Yes, journalists know things. <laughs> but yeah, that I is watch. it. Of course, as always, 
We've been tested for COVID. Absolutely. We are all negative. I have had two shots, so I am fully vaccinated. He has been vaccinated. He has been vaccinated. All of our crew in here is tested negative in our control room. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all being here. That is it. That is it. Wow. <laughs> wow. You feel you feel it? You got it all out? You feel good now? Oh, God. Let's get off this camera before I start crying. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Hey, and yo, it, Joseph, can we get some sky cam today? Is that possible? Shout out of to Of course we can for the last one. Appreciate you, Joe. And as always, I'm Raylan Wardlaw. I'm Langston Frazier. Folks, we will see you soon. We will Have see a you soon. wonderful, wonderful afternoon. Congrats to all the graduates. 